two, one, and recording. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Hyrophonics and Friends. Today is episode 20, and I have my amazing friend, Jennifer. Welcome, Jennifer. How are you doing? Hello, everyone. Hello, hello. So Jennifer is a supermodel, a super mom, a super entrepreneur, a super awesome person that I was, it, it was funny how I actually found her. It was probably 10 years ago, randomly, I think on Instagram, when Instagram was just coming up and I saw uh, a photo of her modeling, I'm like, oh my God, one day I hope I'm a good photographer and I can like shoot somebody like that. 10 years, full circle, she's here. And we're doing a photo shoot for one of my projects. And here we are now doing a podcast. So guys, follow your dreams. Just saying. Um, it's true. It's true. It's so crazy how something like that can just happen. Right? The universe. Mm -hmm. The universe puts you in the right spot when you need to be. Oh, All right. that, that beeping. It, that beeping. Okay. Did that it's ruin okay. it? No, it's we, we're going to keep rolling. This is okay. we're, we're real. Happens. Um, <laughs> we're raw, yo. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm in my podcast, you're able to swear if you want. Uh, so oh, it's, awesome. it's raw. This is, like I said, just conversation between friends, and we're going to get to know you, and we're going to know everything about what you are. So I want to kind of start with a little bit about your childhood and kind of your parents and what kind of support you got from them. Um, my parents are from Vietnam, and they actually, like most parents back in the day, most Asian parents, they immigrated over from Vietnam, and I was actually the first child to be born in Canada, lucky me, because mm -hmm. I was born in a family that is following a very traditional and Vietnamese like lifestyle and but here we are in a completely different world and growing up I am the kind of like torn between the two worlds because I'm going to school and learning all these like more like western and stuff side and like and and they still want me to be like Vietnamese like like wash the dishes clean the house fold the clothes and just wait for a husband to marry me because that's what a woman is supposed to do in Vietnam and um, so it became a struggle. I actually did not get along with my family. We fought a lot. And throughout my teens, I left home a lot. Like it was bad. Me and my mom were like, at one point, like I was ready to disown her and just be like, you know, I'm out on my own. You can't control me anymore. Cause I was getting beat. I was getting like mistreated and like just, it was really crazy, but, but I don't blame them either because it, it was normal for them. In Vietnam, it's normal to hit a kid on the head with a slipper or, or whip him up with, with like your belt and stuff, right? It's yeah, normal. I got that too. It, I got that like too back home. Yeah, it's like an Asian thing. Like, like they're just like, like, oh, they don't listen, beat them. But we now we understand our generation that that was not the right thing to do and that it does affect us in the long run. It does mess up mess up with our heads and now that I have kids I see my some of my actions or from what I experienced with my mom like like subconsciously like I would get mad at them and I would yell at them and then suddenly I'm like whoa and I would like stop and think in my head I'm like oh my god that's exactly what my mom said to me I'm like that's weird is it like tuned in to our subconscious mind or are we just digging in this box of experience because I don't have any other experiences of being a mom so I'm digging in the experience of what my mom is to me, you know? So I was, so yeah, growing up, it was tough for me. I started, when I started modeling, it was a secret. I didn't tell my parents. And I, I would just tell them that I'm doing like, oh, I'm just shooting pictures, but I wouldn't tell them exactly what. And over time they found out what I was doing. Um, I started go-go dancing that, so that kind of blew up. And, and so they would know that I leave home at nighttime to go go-go dancing. 
and they thought that at one point they really believed that I was a stripper and that that they were trying to bust me so they would always ask my sister like questions like did did your sister dance tonight and my sister's like yeah yeah she was dancing on stage and oh yeah did she take off her clothes and Linda and my sister would be like well she doesn't really have much on to begin with like a bikini or something like stuff but she doesn't I don't like like that and my mom's like does she take it off and it's like no she no she doesn't take it off mom she just stays on the stage no one touches her and she just dances and my mom's like do they put money in her gar garments and my sister's like no mom Jen is not a stripper she's a go-go dancer and my mom's like okay and then the next time I have a, a show my mom would be like okay um, you have a show tonight? I'm going to go. Me and dad, we go. Okay, we go. I, I bring camera. I want to record you. And I'm like, mom, I wish you can go and watch me shake my ass. But um, unfortunately, I don't think they would let you in. Like, like they would see you in line and be like, what are you doing here? Like, there's two old people with a, with a VHS camera. Like, oh, let me come. I mean, my, girl, my daughter, Jenna, to win in here. You know, like. I don't think that's going to happen, but eventually over time, it took a long time, but over time of me, like getting into magazines, traveling, um, doing all the things that I did as a model, um, they started to realize that like, holy shit, I'm like, the, I'm like actually the, the deal. Like, I'm not just a girl that's taking random pictures. I'm doing shit. I'm traveling. I'm actually expanding. I'm on TV. I'm in movies. Like I did all that, you know, and they actually ended, I thought, I always thought they never supported me, but I found a drawer that they had with all of my stuff in there like magazines and pamphlets and cuttings yeah and posters and apparently my sister said when they have a party they would take it out and show all my uncles and aunties which is kind of weird because like like I'm, we're talking about some of the pictures or like I'm just like eh, you know and and like and like you know like I'm like like my butt's out like this and I'm pulling on my g-string like Ooh, you know and and here is a whole table of, of family members like Oh, is this Jennifer? Mm, very pretty. Yeah, are you sure they're looking at my eyes, Dad? Are you sure? Like, <laughs> it's weird. And some of them I'm like straight up implied and I'm like, eh. You know, like, it's just, it's, it's really aw at the same time and oh at, at another time. Because now whenever I see my uncles and stuff, I'm like, hey, I, you've seen my, my side of me. I'm not sure I want you to see, but hey, whatever is out on the table. I'm happy that everyone's supporting me now. And now I, that's when I really blossomed. That's when I really blew up as a model. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do everything. And, and then I left to Asia. And then that's when my Asia life started over there with modeling. Awesome. That's pretty cool. Okay. That's, that's a pretty interesting story. And with the whole culture, I like, I got a little bit of the beatings as well from my mom and stuff. Like it's just some cultures just have that, but yeah, now we know better. Um, yeah. so that's, that's pretty cool. Um, how did you get into modeling? What was the thing that you first saw that you're like, I want to do that? <laughs> you know, I, I've never, ever, ever, ever thought that I would do modeling. I actually wanted to be a vet okay or, or like something to do with animals or cartoonists but um i was talking to someone back in the back in the day i'm not sure if you were on this have you ever do you remember asian avenue no. it's like a, it's like way before high five way before facebook like it's like back in the day and so it's called asian avenue and it's it's like the first portfolio type of website where you can build your like front page through html coding and stuff so when i was on there i met a friend and um he actually runs like um he had a company that was in one of the car shows here in vancouver so he 
actually a girl dropped out because she was not she was sick or something and then he asked me to fill in for her and at first I was like what I don't think so and he's like come on come on please I was only 15 and he's like come fill it in fill in for me come on it's really easy you just stand there you just take pictures and I'm like oh I don't know man it's kind of weird I don't know but he talked me into doing it I agreed I went there, I did, I worked that whole day and that whole day I was getting so much attention and so much people coming up to me, asking me for photo shoots, asking me who my agency is, asking me like, where, where can they shoot with me again and stuff that I started thinking, oh, this is actually pretty fun. And then when I got home, I started like um, searching up what I could, you know, back in the day, there was not really any Google or like YouTube videos, like how to be a model 101 and shit like that. So I literally had to like look at other models that I like and just kind of like look at what they're doing and kind of, kind of just piece the puzzles together and find out what are my steps into becoming a model and what, what I need to do to get it done. And, and, and then I started working on that. Like I signed up for model mayhem. I started doing photo shoots for free to build a portfolio. I started traveling for free just so I can show my face there and be like, hey, like I'm here, I wanna be a model. And so I spent a lot of money trying to get started and um, without really having an intention, thinking now with really not without having an intention that I will make money. I, my intention was just, I wanna model, like I wanna go out there, I wanna do it. And, and yeah, that was how I got started. So you're yeah. following the, you found something that interests you by doing it. So you tested, you tried something and you're like, oh my God, I like this flavor. This is kind of mm -hmm. fun. And then mm -hmm. you followed your gut without the money, but just following the passion. And it took you throughout a very successful career, right? Um, yes. Uh, so from 15, okay, that's pretty awesome. What uh, if now at your age, what would you tell a young Jennifer that was just starting as a model. So if other girls that are maybe thinking of starting modeling, what would you tell somebody at 15 that you didn't know then that would help them start this journey? Um, I would first off tell them to have a goal. Like what is your goal of being a model? Like what is your end goal? Do you want to be like a fashion model, a branding model, uh, like a magazine model? Like, like once you have a goal, everything becomes actually much easier than just diving in and just doing modeling and not really knowing where you're going. And, and on top of that, like I wish I had someone to tell me to build like a brand from the get-go, you know, like build myself as a brand so that I can be marketed in certain ways and used in certain um, commercials or certain projects instead of just aiming for just sexy and aiming for just import car. Like import car was, was a really fun lifestyle, but it was very small, the percentage of it, you know, compared to like what you could be doing worldwide. So if I were to give anyone advice on like starting to do modeling is first off, find your audience and find your brand, find your niche and then brand yourself towards that. Do modeling shoots branded to that, do like videos or whatever branded to that, but don't just stick to just sexy because sexy can, like I've been sexy for 15 plus years, you know, I'm still sexy. So it could still be going on, it could still continue, but like you can branch yourself off and make so much more money if you can be other than sexy, be something else but sexy, you know? And, um, but so that's, that's what I would say. Cause a lot of girls dive into sexy first thinking that, oh, this is like, this is like me saying, look at me. I don't care. Look at me. Like I'm strong. I can model. But that's how I felt. I was like, like, like you want me to wear a floss? No problem. And I was just like, create a floss outfit on the, on the, oh yeah. Just like on the, ting, like bite with my teeth and like, 
I got no problem. You want me to wear just sugar? No problem. You know? And, but back then that was my mentality. Like, I don't, I, I got to show the world. I don't give a shit. And they want to hire me because I'm the t- kind of model that would do anything, any creative ideas that they have. I wouldn't complain about it. But now thinking back, it's like, I would have chosen some of my projects more wisely, maybe of things that I do and not do. And that would probably help me propel myself as a brand much more. That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing. But see, now this is bringing so much value to somebody that didn't know that. And now they know how to start this journey in a better way. So I appreciate that. Um, Mm -hmm. Going kind of to segue into this, uh, how did you meet your husband and uh, with the modeling? How did you guys deal at the beginning with that? With the what? With the modeling? Yeah. How did you guys deal with when you started dating your already a model so how how did you guys navigate that was he jealous at the beginning mm-hmm. how, how did it go um so when we first first met hmm, when we first had contact it was on facebook like i just broke up with my other boyfriend and um it's really actually funny like weird and funny is that when i broke up with my boyfriend i put my status as single on my facebook and you can not believe how many people started messaging me and poking me and like liking me like it was insane it was insane it was just so many everyone's just like oh go get my lottery ticket in and it's just 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 do it yeah exactly it's just like poking like i feel like it's like poking all day long i'm like what the heck is this and, and and then um but randomly i saw his profile like just like i'm just on facebook his profile popped up and it said uh, puzzles has poked you and i'm like oh another poked another poke and i look over and i see his picture is like a breakdancing picture i'm like oh this guy's a dancer and then i clicked on his profile and i'm like hey maybe maybe he can help me get some work as a dancer because i dance i go go dance right so i'm like i'm like oh, okay this is looks like a, a a contact that i should reach out to and be friends with just in case because they like it's always better to have friends in the same industry right so I reached out to him oh no I opened up his message and I'm like hey puzzle what's up like where you from and he's like oh hey I'm just a da- I'm dancer I'm this that and I'm like cool well maybe maybe we can work together in the future or something and 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 then I, he's like okay yeah cool and it was just kind of like that then later on fast forward I'm at a club and this is one of like this is like a club that's like usually like my club like I like a club that I go to every week everyone knows me there I'm like Jennifer you know like I, I come in everyone's like oh Jen's here you know and so I'm like walking in again like like Jennifer status and like with my like um little uh tank top that I wore as a dress because that's what girls do <laughs> and then my high heels and I went to the bar took my shots and then I saw him standing at the end of the bar but like that you know how like a bar would go like here and it would cut down a little bit and it has like a little empty space here sort of it's like a bar it goes out like this so he's like in the dark corner here okay and he's standing there like he's just standing there looking miserable like like he's like really miserable like just standing in the dark while everyone else is moving and dancing he's just there it's like like this right and then i was like took my shot and I saw him and I was like, and usually I pick somebody like that in a club when I'm out just to go up and talk to them because I, 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 I like to see that it kind of flips their night. Like their friends would be like, Oh my God, Jennifer talked to you, man. Oh my God. You know? And they'd be like, yeah, yeah. And then, and then suddenly they're all like up and happy again, you know? So he was like my choice that night. So I went up to him. I went up to him. I'm like, hi, like this. And then he was like, hmm looking back like it was just straight out from the movie you know and I'm like yeah you 
come here yeah yeah and he was like whoa, whoa. and i was like you and then he's like oh and he comes on i'm like hi how are you and he's like i'm good and i'm like what's your name he's like puzzles and i'm like puzzles are you that guy on facebook that dances he goes yeah i'm like oh cool I'm like, yo, yo, you seem cool. Do you ever smoke weed? Like, you ever want to smoke weed sometime? And then he was like, he was like, yeah, yeah, I smoke weed. I'm like, cool, we should smoke weed and watch a movie sometime or something. And yeah, <laughs> then he was like, he was like, oh, he's like, oh, okay, can I get your phone number? But in my head, I'm thinking, uh, I don't know if I really want to hang out with him. Like, I just met him. So I was like, oh, He's like, oh my, my phone's dead. I'm like, oh, it's okay. I can text you and you get, get it when your phone is charged. So then I text him knowing that he's not going to get my number because like I knew. And then I, I like checked him and I'm like, okay, well, I'll call you sometime. And then at that time, my ex-boyfriend came up behind me and he was kind of hovering around me. And I was like, oh, I, I hugged him and I'm like, yo, that's just my ex-boyfriend, but I got to go. So I like walk off. And then apparently he said my ex-boyfriend came up to him after and was like, hey, it's okay. You can talk to her something like that and then um yeah it was kind of weird and then so i walked off i did my thing i partied all night right and then the next day he actually messaged me on facebook like hey what's up jen it was nice meeting you um i didn't reply and he's like hey i'm leaving to hong kong soon you want to come to this party that i'm dancing at i'm judging at or something like come check it out i didn't reply and then i didn't reply to him i didn't actually talk to him for maybe three months later when I also happened to be going to Australia and then I was like, I wonder if I can go from Australia to Hong Kong and like, and kind of like uh, maybe meet up with, with him because he's in Hong Kong. So we, I started messaging him again on the phone and then we started talking more that way and actually realized that we had more in common than we thought. And we, we, our chemistry was actually really chill. Like I, when I actually gave him, gave him a chance that we were just communicating, you know, and I was like, Oh, this guy's actually pretty cool. And then, I was like, I'll see, you in, I'll see you in Hong Kong. So I flew to Hong Kong. Um, I was at the airport. He actually had to come. Um, I was only there for two hours and then I was, had to fly to Australia. So he actually came to Hong Kong airport to hang out with me. So in that hour, we were sitting there just talking to each other. And um, that's when I kind of felt the energy, like togetherness, you know, energy. And I was like, kind of like, kind of like squinting my eyes and thinking like, what the heck is this? Like, this kind of feels weird. Like, you like I feel like like a magnet like kind of like two magnet pieces you know and even as I was leaving and, and like hey I'll see you in a couple of days when I'm back from Australia I'll be staying in Hong Kong for a week I'll see you then so I left but when I even when I left it felt strange leaving like I was like oh kind of weird and I, I went to Australia did my thing went back to Hong Kong met up with him um and then I guess the rest was history like at, at first I just told him straight up like hey like I'm here from Vancouver I'm just having fun I'm not looking for a relationship I just got out of one so like you know if you want to have fun with me we can have fun you know like we're in Hong Kong let's just have fun together and then he was like I'm not that kind of guy you know and I'm like whatever dude I'm like whatever come on just get stop it just stop. he's like no I'm not that uh -uh. I, I'm always I like to be in relationship I'm not that kind of guy I'm like whatever man like so you're getting offered like free buffet you know free buffet all right any guy would take that shit and then but i was like okay whatever you say you want to be the nice guy go ahead but that's just my mentality i'm just letting you know but in that like week he uh, he was just like trying to like swoop me up you know like took me to dinner went to disney like kind of just try to show me in a small amount of time that like you're like <laughs> mean you should be together 
And then he even actually um, changed my flight three times. So I actually ended up staying in Hong Kong for like a month. And, and in that month, that's when he finally made me officially his girlfriend after t- asking me out officially, even though I told him not to, because I, my, 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 my thing is that <laughs> if someone asked me like to my face, it's harder for me to say no. If someone were to like text me, I can easily, easily be like, oh, you know, I, not my time right now and stuff like this. But like he totally, he did it in front of my face. I, I had to say yes, but I also wanted to say yes. Because after a month, I, I liked him a lot. I just didn't want to jump into a relationship so quickly. But I just did it anyways. And then, like the rest is history. Like we've been together for nine years now. And like it's been the easiest relationship hands down that I've been in all those other relationships that I've been in where they said, you just got to fight through it. You just got to um, figure it out to start like, you know, find a balance. It's not true. Actually, if you find, if you're with somebody and you're constantly fighting with each other, with each other, like after a month of that, that's a pretty clear sign that like your shit is not going to be like easily uh, balanced out. Like me and Sav was balanced, balanced from the, the get, like we even though yes we are not the same yes we needed to build a foundation and all that stuff like every relationship but like the chemistry and the way we blend and work together was there and and I think that's just so important along with honesty and and just being um yeah just being honest actually at first when we first met he lied to me he lied to me about a lot of things and I'm not surprised because every guy I've been with lied to me about a lot of things. I don't know why. It's like I, they all tell me that when they meet me, they, they want to have put on this persona, put on this thing that they are, are at my status and that, and that me dating them would be like, oh, um, oh, this guy is like so such a good catch for me. I got to get with him and stuff like that. But it, it really just pisses me off when I find out that they lie about all these little things, you know, that doesn't even matter. And it, it kind of, like, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering like, you know, if you actually just get to know me and talk to me, you would realize that I don't even give a shit about what car you drive or how much money you have or, or what kind of status you hold. Because like what I'm looking for is something different, you know, like someone who to just be real with me for once or just someone that I can be myself with. Because at this point, I'm, a, I'm already Jennifer Nguyen, you know, like everyone I talk to is fake to me. Everyone I talk to is like, oh my God, like just blowing smoke up my ass. She's always saying yes to everything I do. And yeah, that was cool. But at the same time, no one's being real to me. So when I'm like down or when I'm suffering, no one's there to really help me because, because they don't know me, first of all. And then second of all, they, they don't know how to help me. They just kind of tell me to just stop being the way I am and just be Jennifer Nguyen, you know, and because I marketed that name so much, like one point I'm even saying to people, like, do you know, you know who Jennifer Nguyen is? Google me, bitch. Google me right now. Like, that was my main goal back in the day when I started modeling was get on Google. If Once you get on Google, you made it, you know, and like once I started being on Google, I was like, oh, shit, look at me. I'm 10 pages deep. <laughs> And then, so yeah, like, um, yeah, that's how our relationship started. And I'm really thankful for him because because of him, he actually brought me down from being Jennifer Nguyen. He actually like grounded me and like made me realize all these little things about me that I didn't realize before. He, he got me to be a better person without pushing me or anything. He just inspired me to become better. And then I just, and then slowly over the years, I just became this version of me. A version like, yeah, he, he doesn't even know the old version of Jennifer that's the funny part but like yeah I'm really thankful that I gave this relationship a chance the way I did and like uh, I'm really happy with where I ended up like 
I'm so full of abundance now. You know, I have kid, I have two beautiful daughters, twins, uh, a wonderful husband that supports me and helps me in all my ways and like helps me build my dream. So yeah, I'm super blessed. Super That's blessed. beautiful. I met, I had uh, the honor to, to meet him that day that you were here and I talked to him too and his vibes, his attitude and the plans that you guys have for the future. Like it's just very inspiring. Um, how long have you guys been married now? Um, three years now, officially married. So in the three years, what would be like the one tip for like newlyweds or the, like the foundation of a good marriage? What would be the one tip that you learned? Um, I think any marriage would work if everybody puts in the same amount of work. Like we need to stop it with the whole society saying that girls need to do this and guys need to do that. Like man goes to work and the woman take care of the kids and the housework. It should not be like that. It could be both women and men going to work and both women and men taking care of the housework because the housework is actually not easy. I would rather be the person going to work and going to an office and sit there all day or, or working than to be at home with three kids, washing dishes, doing laundry, cooking dinner, and then cleaning up and repeating it every day. Like it's actually a lot of work. And, um, and um, I think for any marriage to work, it, like that needs to be realized. And, and, and a lot of just guys, a lot of men with the old, old ways of thinking need to just step up a little bit and just help out. Like, like it's not like we're, we're, we're saying like, like be a bitch, you know, just do everything we say, but like be balanced, you know, and also give your, your wifey like some time to like do her. Cause that's the thing. It's like a lot of women, um, lose themselves we lose ourselves when we become moms and we become wise because that's what's expected of us like oh there goes your life it's all about kids and husband now but it's not true like you your life still continues you should still be expanding you should still be like learning new things trying new things that's that make you 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 know and and your husband being your partner should also step in and give you some time to go to you even if it's just one day a week maybe just the morning of one day a week if you guys are that busy, but just give that morning to her and let her go. If she just wants to go to the spa, go to the spa. If she just wants to go stroll in the mall, go to the mall. If she wants to take a class, take a class. Like whatever it is, because it's just important for our wellness, for everybody to be happy. You know, if, if everybody's growing, it's actually a great way to inspire your children too, because they would see, oh, wow, look at mom and dad. They're constantly doing stuff. They're constantly growing. They're always trying new things. Like, like my mom is always, uh, when she gets mad back in the day, she'd be like yelling at us, like, you guys made me waste my life. All I do is clean for you and cook for you. And you guys can't, can't even do this, can't even do that. And I'm just kind of like, why is it all fault that like you choose to stay home and cook and clean though? You know, you could have just taught us to do that. Like, I wish that I was taught how to clean properly or how to cook properly and just do all that stuff but without making it feel like a chore, you know, like more like teaching me, like, this is the lifestyle. This is the life things that you need to learn to be a good, like if a good person or a good thing, whatever. And, and here you go. Here's the skill, you know, like, that's what I'm doing with my girls. Like I have them cleaning up, but I make it like a game, you know, I'll be like, Oh my God, where does this book go? Where does it go? And they're like, Oh, and I'm like, Oh my God, you're right. And then I put it back and I'm like, Oh, it's time to move all the little things out of the way. And they do it. And I'm like, look at that. We're all clean. But like without knowing, they're learning how to clean, you know? And no, I'm not tricking my kids to clean my house. Low-key, yes, but no, I am not. I am teaching them the ways of life. <laughs> Dude, like, pure facts. Like, I, I never thought that I would want to get married or anything. But, like, meeting a couple like you guys and 
even about having kids, never mind. But seeing the way that you guys are teaching your kids to be and like you, even just those little hacks of making it fun to clean and mm-hmm. you're literally building better kids for the future. That's what we need. Mm-hmm. So I literally acknowledge you for that because it's very, very inspiring. And even if I don't get to have kids, at least I know that the future is in good hands when there's people like you raising proper humans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you could put your kids into the Meta Human Academy, man. Yeah, we're going gonna... to perfect segue. So here we're going to talk <laughs> about your awakening and manifesting. And then we're going to talk about media human and how you manifest in media human. So what was the thing that you think uh, was the catalyst to start your awakening? I think everybody has a few awakenings in their life. So which one was one that like you felt like, oh, I know who the fuck Jen is now and let's go. Um, well, actually, recently is only when I had that awakening where I'm like, oh, I know who the fuck I am. Let's go. You know, but like, let's move it back. Like, let's move it back like five years from now. And yep. um, and um, back five years from now, I was still Jennifer Nguyen. I was uh, traveling the world. I was I just finished doing UFC and I was uh, Manny Pacquiao's um, ring girl. And then um, I also did the cruise ship. I was on the cruise ship. So on this cruise ship yeah <laughs> on the cruise ship i was i remember very vividly actually i was standing there on the side of the railing looking at the waters as the sun was setting and there was just a bunch of people getting ready for the club on this cruise ship there was a club that was like an outdoor club and i was one of the bottle service girls there so i was just standing there looking out and, and i was just thinking to myself like wow like look at me like i'm in hong kong in the middle of the ocean on this club and and this is all cool and everything. Like my life has been so fun so far, but like, how come I just don't feel like I'm there yet? Like, I just don't feel like I made it. I don't feel like I'm anywhere close to where I want to be. And I feel like there's just so much more stuff to do. And I, and it was all that was making me feel really tired. Cause at this point I was already 10 years, maybe 11 years into my modeling career. And I was thinking like, this is like, I'm getting kind of tired of this. I kind of want to do something else. And, and, but I wasn't sure because again, I had society, um, the, the conditioning of society in my mind, like thinking, you know, like you've been in this for 10 years, why give up now? And you've been doing this for so long. You shouldn't give up. You should just keep going. You're almost there. But, but at the same time, this little voice, this little quiet voice was like coming out and was just like, but like, is this really what you want to do? And, and where is your end goal? And, and, and my end goal was that I, back in the day, I was saying, I just want to be famous. I just want to be a famous model. And this, this is why I, I, I say it's so important for, my, for girls who ask me, can you teach me how to model? The first thing I ask is, what, what is your goal, right? And if they say my goal is to be famous, I would just tell them, you need to rethink that because you don't want to be doing this for 10 years and not feel like you did anything at all. Because that's what happened to me. Every year, at the end of the year, I would get depressed. Like, I would think, man, I didn't do shit. I didn't do half the things I said I was going to do. I'm, I'm, I, like, this girl is doing this much more than me. That girl's doing that. And I'm here. And my husband would always have to be like, babes, like, are you kidding me? And he'll, like, give me a whole list of the things that I did do. Yes, those things were not planned, and they weren't on my to-do list when I was planning it in, like, the year before. But they were all sick stuff, like traveling Asia and doing all the different magazines, FHM and all that. And then the manufacturing and the UFC and, like, the, all the cruise ship and the movies and the extras. And he was just like, 
that's pretty sick. And I was like, yeah, you're right. That is pretty sick. And he said, I, thanks for reminding me. And, and, and that's when I realized, I'm like, it seems like I'm battling with myself. Like, like I do something and I don't even acknowledge it. I don't even take a second to be like, wow, Jen, look at where you've done. Like you made it here. It's like, I'm on to the next one already. I'm like, what else can I add to my resume? Cool. I did that. That was yesterday. Okay. What else can I do? And so, um, that on top that thinking, and then I also had a really bad allergy back then. I couldn't breathe for some reason. And like my, my, my nose was always runny. I was always coughing and wheezing. Like my throat was like closed all the time. Like I was wheezing a lot and I would wear a mask a lot. And I took like five pills and a puffer and I was still not breathing. So, so it, it got really got to me. I got really depressed, like thinking like, what's the point of life? Like when you can't even breathe, like, like I'm practically almost there. Like I'm almost dying, but I'm just not dying. I'm just hanging on. And then um, that made me really depressed. And then um, it made me start thinking like, wait, instead of taking all these medical pills, like what if I just start eating something better? Maybe, maybe eating something that is good for my nose. So I started searching up things that are good for my nose, like different vegetables and fruits and stuff. And back then I hated that stuff. I only ate meat and like potatoes and rice, like starchy stuff and meat. And um, when I started eating the fruits and vegetables, I started doing a green, mean, mean green juice, you know, Joe juice. Have you seen that one on uh, Netflix? It's like um, dead, uh, healthy, dead or alive or something. It's about juicing with Joe Ross, was it Joe something? But um, because of him, I started getting a juicer and I started juicing and through juicing, my allergies went away. And I like literally just went down to only taking one pill if it's really bad, but like, Hey, that's freaking good for me. I don't, I don't need to wear a mask. Hey, that's even better for me. And I'm like, there's something in this plant-based route that is, that it actually helps humans. And before that, I was the kind of person that only got medicine, like Tylenol and stuff. And if someone told me, Oh, buy ibuprofen, it's the same thing. I'll be like, no, it's not. Tylenol is different, but even though it is the same thing, if you flip the ingredients, it's the same, right? But I'm like, no, 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 I believe in Tylenol. I don't want to take that other stuff. But now I'm like, no Tylenol, you know, like I just, I take ginger or turmeric or something like, which is the same thing, but better for you. So yeah, that actually started my route into holistic remedies and um, practices. And then I got all into that. And as I got into that, um, I started like searching on YouTube or for like holistic stuff. And then all of a sudden this message popped up on the side, um, the recommended videos. And it was an, a message from the angels. So it was like, yeah, wait, no, before the whole, uh, before the whole message on the angel, actually I was, uh, I went through this dark phase where all I did was watch murder shows and death documentaries. And yeah, like, like all day, like my, my roommate would come into the door and pick his head in and be like, you're still watching murder shows, man. And I was like, yeah, so interesting. And, and he was like, it's so dark. Like it was dark, but you know what it was? I was really fascinated with death. Like, cause I was getting scared whenever my husband would leave. Like I was worried that something would happen to him. And I started freaking out about death. And then I was like, what is death? Why am I so scared of it? So I started looking into it, watching all these murder shows and like psychopathic like documentaries and stuff. And that's when the whole that angel message popped up. So imagine my YouTube all covered in murder, this murder, that, and all these like killer shows. And all of a sudden there's just this one box on the side that says a message from Archangel. And I was like, what? Message from Archangel? What the heck is this? So I clicked it. And just from that one message, I was like, <gasps> like mind blown. Like it was just like, 
Hello, child. <laughs> it is me, Archangel Michael. And I'm here with a message. I'm like, what? And I watched the whole thing. And I, and I was like, wow, is this real? Like, could there be a message from the higher beings? Like, is there, could there be a message to me? Like, no way. That's just weird. And then, but then another one would pop up and I would click that one. And that one would be a message aligning with just what I was thinking. So I was like, whoa, what's going on? So I started freaking out. I'm like, am I tripping out? And then next thing you know, I went from murder shows to just diving deep into angel stuff and like frequencies and energies. And I'm like, what? Uh, reading like seriously eight hours a day, just sitting on the computer, watching back to back to back, all these history stuff about it and um, um, ancient beings and angels and frequencies and energies. And I'm like, wow, like I want to, I want to sense them. I want to know if this is real. I want to feel them. So then I'm like, how do I feel them? How do I connect with my angel? So I typed that into YouTube and it was like, you need to start meditating and you need to stop, stop, stop smoking, stop drinking as much, like, like clean out your, your body to bring yourself to a higher vibration. And I was like, Whoa, would this work? So then I just, one day I just clicked one that popped up that says a meditation to connect with Archangel. Right. So I was like, Oh, and so I clicked that. And that was my very first ever meditation. I've never done anything like that. I put my headphones on and I just sat on the ground with my legs crossed because that's just what I see in pictures, right? And I sat there with my legs crossed. I put my headphones on and I just closed my eyes and I just listened to the audio. But like, I kid you not, this is, this is by far even up to date. That was by far the most epic meditational I've ever had. Like I actually saw shit and like, I actually like felt stuff like my head became all white when I was listening to the audio. And then I saw like, uh, like it was like as if I was looking through clouds and then the clouds broke apart. And then I saw like mandala shapes coming through the clouds. And like, it was like two dimensions coming over each other like this vividly in my head. And I'm like, what? And like thinking like, I can see this in my brain. You know, like I was tripping out, but I didn't want to break my concentration either. So I just kept sitting there. And all of a sudden I felt this white light come on me, like in my head was pure white light. And all I felt was joy and like happiness feeling and love. And I cried, like I, I, like, I started crying and tearing up. I didn't know why. I didn't feel like I needed to cry anything, but I just started crying because I felt so um, loved and so happy and, and joyous. And then suddenly I just opened my eyes and I was like, holy shit, you're real. Like in my head, I just knew it. Like, why would I feel this? Why would there be this strong of a connection? Why did I see what I saw? And like, to me, that, that was just all I needed to like really dive deep into this journey of, of, of like being connected to me like inside, you know, like the journey of really connecting to me and which it, it fell into place because I was asking who the fuck am I, you know, like, who am I? Like, yeah, I'm Jennifer Nguyen. But at that point, I really felt like I was just being Jennifer Nguyen for the people. Like I wasn't really being Jennifer Nguyen for me, you know, and, and that experience right there made me become a vegan that same day. So I became a vegan. I quit smoking cigarettes. And then I just told Sav, like my husband, I'm like, I'm, be I'm being a vegan. And he was in China at the time. And he was like, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 base, base, base. Come on, come on, let's be real. Come on, come on. You're joking, right? You're joking. And I was like, I'm like, no, babes, I'm going to be a vegan and I'm going to start right now. I need to be a vegan. And he was just like, wait, 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 wait. Like, you know what vegan is, right? It means like no meat at all. I'm like, yes, no meat at all. And he was like, okay, babe, like, you know, I totally support you, but like, like, I don't have to do it with you, right? Like you, you, you do it. Like, I don't have to do it. I'm like, no, you don't have to do it with me at all. But just know that I'm the only one making dinner around here. So 
if you want to eat meat, you got to go get meat, you know, because I'm not going to make it, you know, and he'll be like, okay, you know what, I would do veganism with you for a week. No, he did it for a month. He did it for a month. He's like, I'll do it for you for a month because he has to train anyways for a big battle, like a world champion battle. So he's like, it would be good for me to get in shape anyways. So I'm like, okay. So that month we were both vegans. And at the end of the month, I felt good. My body actually looked better than it never, ever did. Like seriously, I had muscles popping out. I didn't even work out. Like I just looked good. Like, like I'm like, this is what we naturally supposed to look like. I think, you know, like, like under all that shit that we keep putting into our bodies. And then he was like, um, he was also faster and like uh, his denim out was a, a lot longer. He said he felt stronger. He was able to lift himself up better and stuff. So after the month, he, he went to do his battle. He came back and he was like, you know what? I want to be vegan with you. Let's just continue being a vegan. And then we dove deeper into it by um, watching, actually watching do- animal documentaries like Knives Over Forks and, and, all, and the, cow, the cow documentary and the farming documentaries, the food documentary. Like we watched all of it just to, because I told him it's not only about health. Like if we want to make veganism a lifestyle, we need to really understand why we pick this lifestyle. And like, I know I'm not picking it just because I want to be skinny, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm picking it because of my own health, but I also love animals a lot. So it always felt wrong to me when I see an animal get killed for something or, or like tortured for something. And, and my parents always made me believe, want me to believe that this is natural. Like when I was a kid, they, they killed a pig right in front of me like a big pig like it was supposed to be a ceremonial like ritual pig you know and they they took the pig out everyone's standing there like yeah and i was standing like oh my god it's a pig and and then suddenly this this guy comes over with a knife and just like and then like i was like ah they started screaming my mom's like look at her she's scared pig dying she's scared oh my oh my god Oh, like crying so hard. I'm like, please, someone, please save her. And then no one was saving her. Everyone was gutting her open, like laughing at me, going like, barbecue pork, you go so stupid, so yummy. You know, like, I was like, oh. And another time they shot a seal in the middle of the ocean, a seal. They're not even supposed to do that. My uncle, we were fishing in a boat, and then my uncle was just like, hey, look. I seal and runs in the boat, takes out a gun, boom, shoots the seal down, rolls his boat over there, takes the seal, chucks it onto the boat. I was like, I was like, like scarred. I was looking at the seal crying. My sister's crying. We're all crying. We're like, why? Why? The seal was just chilling, man. Like it was just chilling. Like, like it had nothing to do with you. And they're just like, oh, look at this blubber. And I was like, oh, this is so fucked up. And that's when, like, they, all those moments, my mom trying to make me feel like it's natural. All the ducks they killed in front of me, the chickens they killed in front of me to drain the blood out to make jello for the, the congee and the noodles, you know? I'm just like, every time they're just like, it's normal, it's normal. But, like, when I became vegan and after I watched all those animal documentaries, that's when I was like, no, it's not normal. And, like, I knew my gut was telling me otherwise. I should have just listened to it. But, of course, adults have authority. And you, when you're a kid you you question a lot right like you don't know if what you're thinking is real or not especially when you don't have anyone supporting you and telling you that your thoughts matter and that your voice matters so like yeah after that i was like no i am a vegan and it, i'm not gonna tell you it's been easy either it's been like tough because we, we don't live in a vegan world first off right like there's no vegan restaurants there's no vegan food when i first started there was no nothing you know and only recently really blew up 
But I, I highly suggest anybody to give veganism a try, even for a month, because I will guarantee you, your health will become better. You will become better. Your sleep becomes better. Your skin becomes better. Your hair becomes better. Like, I'm not lying when I think veganism makes you healthier. I'm not saying we should take away meat 100%. I'm still on my own journey to figure that out 100% because we are just humans. There's no way I'm probably going to find that answer in my lifetime, but I'm, I'm always searching, you know, and but at this moment, I truly believe the way we kill for meat is wrong. The way we treat the animals for our meat is wrong. The way everything's produced is not cool. I just wish that we can find a better way to do things like back in the way they when natives killed meat, they would pray to the meat. They would like make sure every part of the meat is used. They did rituals and stuff, you know, like something like that. I'm not sure, you know, still still like figuring it out. I always ask myself, if I was ever stranded in a mountain, would I eat meat? And the answer is that if I was in a mountain and there was no way to grow vegetables, and we're talking about rock mountains, and I was in a village and the only thing they eat there is meat, like dried meat, then yes, I would probably end up eating the meat because I need to survive. And this is how these people on this mountain is surviving. It's not like they don't want to eat vegetables. They just can't grow it. In a scenario like that, I play it in my head. I'm like, that's what I would do. That's why it keeps me asking questions like, is veganism 100% right now for humans? Like, could anyone be vegan, you know? Like, should it be only veganism? I don't think that's possible. I don't know. But there is a better way. That's just it. Like, that there's a better way to do it, anything. So that's just my journey now, figuring, figuring that out, sharing my knowledge and just inspiring or helping other people start their journey to a better health, healthy lifestyle. Yeah. Definitely. And you're definitely doing it by leading by example. That's a, that's a really nice uh, way and kind of story about veganism. And like you said, it might not be for everybody. Like mm -hmm. I, I did it three, almost four years ago and it helped me health wise and it's helped me with many aspects and my mom as well uh but then there's gonna be people that might not be the perfect solution so um i at the beginning i was like no everybody should go vegan everybody mm -hmm. must be vegan but then you yeah, realize yeah. i'm like you know what no it's they're on their own journey i'm gonna give information lead by example if you think like hey you know what hiro you know look at jen they look really nice Look at what he's how old and he looks what? Okay, what is it? What does he eat? Oh, oh the vegan food. Okay, okay. So I want to lead by example, not just be like, hey, do this. But look, this is what it did for me. Try it. You never know. Exactly. Exactly. For and. and and it could be like someone like me. I, I was just never really introduced to fruits and vegetables a lot. Like when I was a kid, I hated it. So my parents never forced me to eat it or nothing. I hated smoothies. Strangely enough, I used to be like, ew, smoothies. That, that's like grinded up fruits and vegetable guts. But yet I'm eating like ground beef and hot dogs and like sh and stuff. You know, it's so weird that all mine used to think like that. But but like I, I at first I was like that too. Like every single person needs to become vegan and they need to become vegan right now. But like obviously that's very impossible. And um and I think it's just it's just I just you know what our goal is it's just to bring consciousness to what we eat. Like just have people really just ask questions like where did this come from instead of just looking at the happy cow, cow picture on the front that says it came from a happy farm, when reality is that cow was probably covered in shit. And, and, and was probably all bruised up and cut up and, and covered in like all these other diseases with other other cow dead parts and shit, you know? And, and all they did was rinse off the outside and serve you the inside. 
you know, and, and a lot of meat too, they come, they really have cancer in them. There's cancer in the meat and they just cut off that piece of cancer, wrap it all up for you. And here you go, your pork chops for the day, fresh, but you're technically eating cancer. So therefore you will get cancer, right? And a lot of time, and, and so it's a vicious cycle. We're eating bad meat and like bad produced meat causing us to get sick, paying for the pharmaceuticals and the medication just so we can continue to eat the bad food and get sick in other ways. It's crazy. Oh, it's a crazy business. And obviously it's better for you to go to the doctor and be like, what kind of pills do I need? And instead of being like, oh, just eat some more fruits. You're doing great. The doctors so. would never tell you. The doctors would never tell you to take vitamins or give you a nutritional plan because it's not in their books. Like all the doctors I've gone to and I've told them I'm a vegan or I would like to have some holistic remedies or some kind of vitamins. They know nothing. They know nothing about holistic remedies, nothing about natural cures, nothing about what's in a blueberry or what's in a banana or what's exactly is in parsley or mint. Like they just know whatever the books shows them in school. So they, if you tell them that you have a runny nose and a cough, they would assume that's a cold. So they would prescribe you the medicines that the, that the book has taught them. This is what cures the cold. But technically those medicines that you're taking from the doctors, they don't cure anything. They don't actually don't help you get better at all. All they do is just mask what you have just so you think you're okay. But actually down the road, when those medicine wear off, you're sicker than you started with. And you're thinking that you got sick because of something else. You, now you got to find other medicine. But no, it's actually, if you, if you look into your root cause of why you're getting sick, once you treat that, everything else disappears, all of your symptoms and whatnot. Sometimes it's just a, a cleansing of your, of your glands here. Sometimes a lot of people have like swollen glands here from eating a lot of meat and smoking and drinking. And you just have to clear that part. Or sometimes it's just your body just needs a good reset like doing a cleanse, doing a celery juice cleanse or whatever, or that Joe mean juice, like just giving your body exactly what it needs to wash everything out and, and refresh and restart everything. Yeah, to close this pretty much is like, uh, your body's kind of like a Ferrari. And if you don't put good gas in it, it's not going to run properly. That's mm -hmm. how it's I true, see right? it. It's it's and it's your fuel for your mind, which makes you work harder at the things that you like. And to segue into I want to segue into now that you have found that juice, that good fuel for your brain, for your mind and for your soul, how did you get into this whole manifesting the life? And that's one thing that you actually did for me in the last bit. You sent me this book that's changing my life right now, and it's all about manifestation and law of attraction. So how, what was the first thing that you found about this and what triggered you into manifesting the life that you have? Actually, um, the angels uh, are the one who told me about manifestation. They're the one who told me that is is my control and that anything I speak will come true into my reality with their help. So I started just testing it out, experimenting. By simple things, like I would stand on the street and I would be like, the next cab that goes around the corner of the street is for me. And then boom, like I, the cab would turn and then pull up right in front of me. And I'm like, oh, and I would get in and I'll be like, cool. And then, and then it got to the point where I would just manifest random things like, like oh, the train will arrive uh, early or, or something like just to test things out. And, and it was just happening before my eyes. I, my husband didn't believe in angels and he didn't believe in manifestation. So I took him on a date and I told him this date that we're going on, it's going to be a crazy date. He's like, what do you mean? He's like, we're going to go on a date 
with the angels. And he's like, what? And he's like, just believe me, just go on this date and let's just have fun. And he's like, okay. So we're driving. This is, we're in Vancouver now and we're driving. And I drove down to this uh, Granville Island and it was a lot of cars going in there, like pretty, pretty packed. So I was like, um, I was like, okay, angels, help us find a parking spot inside this busy Granville Island. Like let a car just move out right in front of us. And that's our spot. And the car is white. And then, so we're driving, driving, and then we're slowly going. And he's like, I don't think we're going to find parking bear. There's like a lot of cars here. And then boom, a white van goes out like that. And he's like, whoa, what, what the heck? Whoa. And I was like, right. He's like, no way, no way. I'm like, that's what I mean. And, and then the car went out and he turned in and we, we, we didn't even get out. We sat in the car. We're like, let's go somewhere else and see if we can do the same thing again he's like okay so we like we pull back out and then we drove to a different part of vancouver like a another part of busy downtown and the same thing i was like angels if you're here with us right now um find us the parking spot that is right in front of us like we're gonna go with there and it's just right there so it was again really busy even harder to find parking parking downtown so we're driving and then as we're driving suddenly boom a white car on the side here moved and then a, a spot appeared and my husband's like, holy crap, there's a spot right there for us. I'm like, see, isn't it crazy? He's like, he's like, what the heck? No way. But what really got him was that back in the day, I used to do a lot of like number readings, a lot of number readings. And um, I was reading him his messages. Like he would just tell me random numbers. He would just be like 738, like randomly throughout the day. And I would just like do my thing. And I'll be like, 738 is a message. And I would read to him and he's like, what the heck? That's like so on point. Now, how I got connected to this angel reading number thing is on my birthday, again, on my birthday, I think this is my 30th birthday. Yes. On my 30th birthday, for some reason, I felt like I wanted to go to the library. Like I never really want to go to the library. I, 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 by then I'd barely read, like I read maybe a little bit, but not really. And I was like, I need, but for some reason on my birthday, I didn't want to have a party. I didn't want to go out. I just wanted to go to the library. So I went to the library and I stood in the front of the door of the library. And there was this um, bookshelves on the side that was selling books, like five for $5. It was all like random books. And I stood there and I was like, I, I, I just closed my eyes. And then I was like, angels, if you're here with me right now, like, prove it like show me a definite sign that you are here and you are listening and i'm being guided right now to do something and then so i close my eyes and i reach my hand out to the bookshelf and i kind of just glide over like this and then i just pick a random book and then that book was actually not even in english it was pure numbers the book was like one 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 two 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 three 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 yeah and then when I flip open the book all the the lettering the language was in a completely different language so I don't understand it but the numbers stood out to me and every page was like one 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 two 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 three 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 four 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 five 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 like multiple numbers like repeating itself and I was like whoa and at that point I I already knew numerology from reading it on I mean from watching it on YouTube and stuff so I was like is this is this you communicating with through numbers i'm like okay i'm like this is crazy but i'm gonna go into this library and, and i'm speaking out loud a lot of people probably think i'm freaking crazy standing there talking to myself i'm like i'm gonna go inside the library and i'm gonna i'm just gonna blindly go to an aisle and just pick 
reach my hand out and pick a book, like not without looking at what aisle I'm in or whatever, right? So I started walking in and I'm, I'm, I'm like feeling my, feeling my energy, like the pull of it. And I'm just walking around, looking around. And I went down this one aisle and I just stopped. And then I, I, I didn't look, I tried not to look at the titles and stuff to like, like um, get myself to pick something on purpose, you know? So I'm just like at the aisle and I'm kind of lazing around. So I would just push, put my hand out again and then grab the book and pull it out. And the book was Angels 101. Yeah. How weird is that, right? And I was like, what? What? And I'm like, okay, okay. I'm going to pick a few more books and then we'll decide if this is real or not. So then again, I like kind of wander around and like kind of like feeling it out. And then I reach out and I grab another book and it was Numerology 101. Yeah, so weird, right? And then the third book I pulled out, um, the third book was a, a horoscope book about my, my horoscope sign and how the stars and the moon align with each other. And then the fourth book was how to meditate. So those are the four books that I pulled out. And, and these are the four books that I would never, ever, ever in a million years think that I would even pull out or read or even care about. But I told myself, whatever books I pull out on that birthday, I'm going to bring it home. and I'm going to read it. So I brought it home. I read all four. And that's what changed my life. Like after reading those four books and I started meditating, really meditating, I started um, talking to my angels more and like just again, kept testing them, kept like, kept bringing little projects up and kept just asking for things and waiting for it to happen, asking for things. And we went, when we first moved back, we were in like a, a, like a small, we had no car. And then we went from a Honda to an RDX to an MDX just within a year. And all Sav did was just change his phone picture on his thing. Like he was, he had an RDX and then he was like, I really want the MDX instead. And I was like, well, if you want the MDX, why don't you just change your picture? So he changed his picture and like not even, within two weeks, he, we had the MDX and it wasn't even because we saved up money or anything. Like some weird thing happened that, that, that caused us to have to give back the RDX and then upgrade it to the MDX. So it was just weird. Yeah. It was really strange. And, and, and you know what? I think I'm just so confident in them now because I've just been playing with them, been working with them, been talking to them for five years now. And, and I truly, truly believe that they're my crew, you know, like, like I'm playing a video game of life and they're behind me going, jump, jump. Yo, hit, hit that, that gold boss with them, man. That's extra coins, extra coins. Yo, you gotta finish this boss. The weakness in this boss is like this, blah, blah. And I'm just playing, you know? I don't wanna fall in the hole and lose any lives, you know? But like, I know my crew got me, and I'm just on this like crazy ride of like seeking and finding answers. But at the same time, um, as I'm seeking and finding answers, I know that I'm also finding answers for other people too. So it's been, yeah, it's really fun being this connected is, and manifesting. This is almost like you're Neo in the Matrix and you have the crew out there. You're coming into the Matrix. You're doing one life into the Matrix. You're helping other people be like, yo, Hyro, yo, this is all a Matrix. Like, this is how you get out. This, you see those glitches, those numbers? That's a sign. Just just follow follow the rabbit. Follow the white yeah. rabbit. Yeah, mm -hmm. seriously, it, it truly is. And, like, it's just crazy because, like, I... Like I, I tell them to bring me people and books for me to read and like like books would appear. Like my friend would suddenly appear at my doorstep and be like, um, I don't know if you care, but like I saw this book and I thought of you. So like, I, I don't know if you like this book and I'll, and I'll look at the book and it's like some like manifestation book, The Secret. There was The Secret. And I was like, yes, 
sports. Yes, I do like to sport. Thank you very much. Like, how, wow, how did you know? You know, and then like another book came. It was like a man, another manifestation book, an affirmation book. And I was like, oh my God, like how, how awesome is this? So I just started, then, then I, um, I joined um, school to get my holistic um, practitioner diploma. And in those courses, it also has affirmation, visualization, meditation. So I'm testing it out, right? I'm like doing it myself. I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I reach out to my friends who need help, who, who talk to me, who, who have voice that they need help. And I would just tell them what I'm doing. And if, it, if it's okay with them, maybe can I help them? Like, like maybe help them figure out what it is and then give them some exercises. They do the exercises, then they get back to me and tell me if anything happened or if they have experienced anything. And I just want to note it down like a sci crazy scientist because I'm just on the road to really crack this code. Like, is this real? Or is this just an illusion? Or is this just by accident? And, and honestly, so far, everyone that I've done that to has come back to me and they're a completely different person, people now, like all of them are on a high vibrational pathway. Yeah, they're all either trying to teach um, positivity or they're all trying to use positivity and a higher vibrational stuff in the businesses that they're doing. Like I see it and that, I think that's, that's how it, it's kind of coming together how I'm launching MetaHuman now. Maybe all of that was my own experience, my own way of learning how to help and how to um, figure out exercises that do work. And then now I'm, I feel like it's like my next step is, is the mass. Like now it's time for me to step up and be like, all right, who's next? Like, let's, let's go. It's time to become a MetaHuman. The word MetaHuman came afterwards. It came a long time afterwards when I was just trying to find out who I am because like I found myself you you wake up and then you go through this whole um stage of like thinking you you're this is it you're awake like nothing can stop you now you're awake now you know but then you hit a wall and then suddenly everything goes dark and then you're you're disconnected you don't feel anything you you're just kind of like there floating and you're kind of like what the fuck happened like who am I why am I here it feels for a long time, I felt like I was gray and staticky and kind of like standing in one spot while everyone else is moving around me. Like I was in the matrix, like between the walls of the matrix, you know, and, and then I'm just like, what's going on? What's going on? But now I've, I realized I was just buffering. <laughs> I was just trying. Yeah, I was just taking my time buffering, trying to get to really know who I am. And like the, the secret is not to rush it. I was told by a tree. This is going to get crazy again. All right. Let's be crazy. Exactly. Exactly. Right. I hope aliens hear this conversation and come befriend me because I'm ready, you know, <laughs> but um, I read in another book that told me to talk to trees if I want to hear messages. And I was like, a tree? What? And they're like, yeah, just talk to a tree. So I'm like, okay. So I walked up to a tree in front of my mom's house, like looked at the tree and I'm like, hey, what's up? And I was standing there and I was like, um, so apparently you can talk to me. So I just want to say what's up. Sorry, I haven't said anything in so long. I've lived here for years. Um, <laughs> but nice to meet you, Tree. Um, do you have anything, any message for me? You know, any message? And then I just kind of like try to calm my mind without looking crazy because I'm just standing there like, like standing. And then, but Honestly, I closed my eyes, then I opened my eyes and I looked at the tree and then suddenly, boom, a word appeared in my head. And the word was patience. 
And I was like, patience. And I was like, kind of like, what, patience? And I said it out loud. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, what, what do you mean patience? And I like quiet my mind a little bit longer. And then like all rushed into my head, like, like pretty much images of this tree being in the ground and the weather changing like really fast from like summer, winter, fall, summer, winter, fall. And then it was like leaves falling and raining, storm, and but the tree's still there, like just standing. And then but every year the tree is slowly getting bigger, you know? And I was like, whoa, wow, like here you are, like a tree stuck in one spot. It doesn't matter how fast you want to grow or how slow you want to grow, you just grow. You just is, you can't control it, but you're still moving forward. And if you just be patient, but you went from a little sprout to like a 20 story high, like a 20 feet high tree. And it doesn't matter if it's raining or snowing or anything like that. You're still just being, and that's what I had to do because at that point I was rushing in that, that stage of life. I was rushing. I was kind of getting angry. Like, why am I not learning fast enough? Why am I not like moving fast enough? Like what's wrong? Why, why am I not who I felt like I should be? But I didn't understand yet that time is an illusion and that who I needed to be was like five years from then, you know, but I wanted to be me now. I wanted to be that person now, but but, but I needed to, I had no foundation. I had nothing to step on. I had, there was nothing. I am the foundation, you know? So I started working on myself, slowly slowing down, taking in the experiences around me, really just um, talking to my friends, reading, just really listening to myself, looking at my life, really just analyzing everything and just picking out what makes me happy and just going with that. And, and, and what makes me feel good. And um, yeah, it was until recently, my birthday, my 33rd birthday is when everything just clicked. And when I felt like a thick layer of me like ripped open and like the inside of me is like coming out. And like, I just kept explaining that to my husband, like, like I babes, I feel like this birthday is very special. And he's like, why? I'm like, I don't know. I just feel like like, I feel like I'm being reborn. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I don't know. I just feel like, like suddenly, suddenly it's time. It's time for me to, to be me. It's time, it's time for me to be who I said I wanted to be five years ago or something. And he's like, how you, how you know that? And I'm like, I don't know, it's just a feeling. Like three, three, the number three, three. And like, just the way it stood out to me. And before my birthday, like a day before my birthday, all I heard was, all I saw was three, 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 everywhere, like three, three, everywhere. And I was like, Oh, something is happening. Like, I feel like this birthday is a really big transformation for me. And it was like, my birthday was me reconnecting with my essence and my birth name, the Phoenix queen, which is the fire Phoenix queen, which is exactly what I felt like it was a bird emerging from her ashes and like being reborn. That's like the key message of a Phoenix, right? So I just felt like that was, that was me, you know, and that ever since then, I've just been on fire, you know, like, I was just like, let's go, let's do this. And like, yes, scared. Yes. Nervous. Yes. Like hesitation and, and, and all doubting and everything. Like, like she, all that parts of me came up and we had a party, you know, but, but at the end, I still had to be like, all right, I hear you out, but we're still moving forward. Okay, yes, I understand, but we're still moving forward. Okay, yes, you're scared, but we're still moving forward. And like, I felt like uh, finally I am the general, you know, I'm, the, I'm in control. And, I, and, and like, I know I can separate myself from my ego and my, and my um, self-doubt and my jealousy and, and all the other parts of me. And, and I'm just this other part, which is my consciousness, which is just purely just me here on a mission 
to just seek and find and and to grow and yeah that's just where i am right now <laughs> all right well you kind of blew my fucking mind because like <laughs> now now it kind of makes sense and this is kind of like the catalyst of why we met too because everything that you explain i'm kind of going through myself so it's kind of cool to see somebody else experiencing the same thing and it kind of happened too mm -hmm. when i turned 33 mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. it's just kind of weird and that's why it kind of makes sense that like what you're manifesting to help people like it's helping me and then here we are sharing our both experience now that that's going to manifest for other people like this is just mm -hmm. blowing my freaking mind um i love the segue into the metahuman thing so now when you learn to do the manifesting and then you launch metahuman what was the main idea about metahuman what is it and what is it going to be MetaHuman started off as just, uh, at first, it was the uh, mean sav teaching after school programs. And at first it was just a dance program. But then I was like, can we somehow add mindfulness to this program? Like, can we spin it around? Like not just a simple dance program, but maybe using dance, let's help these kids build confidence. Let's help these kids um, have teamwork, but allow them space to actually be creative and, and, and stuff. And he's like, oh, how? And I'm like, well, maybe let's just add mindfulness to it like, let's just let's just market the class as that like we're here to work as a team we're here to conquer our fears we're here to do something we've never done before and, and we're going to do it through dance and we and we call it freestyling dance so it's not like a dance routine you have to learn you'd learn some dance but the end the end um, project is that you have to dance in front of the whole class however you want to dance it could be freestyling it could be a, a, a dance you put together with somebody else but that is the main goal is to get them to do that willingly, you know, like not forcing and stuff. And um, that blew up, like that class blew up. Like it, 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 got, it was always full. It was always full. like parents were just raving about it because they like, I had parents crying because at, at the end of the term, kids that would never dance is record is a uh, wanted to go up there to dance by themselves and just wanted to just be the center. Right. And the parents were like, Oh my God, Oh my God, I never do that. And they were crying. And, that's what started me thinking, hey, babes, like, what if we like create more programs like this, open up a school and like call it some kind of a school, like a progressive school. And then um, he, um, Sab was on board. He was like, yeah, that sounds cool. Like I, I'm down to open a school. That's like big thinking, but I think that's doable. I'm like, I think that's doable too. And, and then along the line, MetaHuman popped up because I read the book, MetaHuman. It was a book. And then after I read the book, I'm like, this is it. This is the name. I want, I want our, our school to be called MetaHuman Academy. And he was like, oh, I'm not sure, right? I'm like, no, it's MetaHuman Academy. And I just started promoting it like MetaHuman, MetaHuman Academy, MetaHuman Academy. And then it, it clicked. Like he was just like, you're right. Yeah, this is the school. Because I explained to him, I want this school to be like the X-Men school, like the school for the gifted, you know, but this school is not for the gifted. It's actually for all humans. And it's a school for all humans to bridge over to becoming metahumans. It's just a school to give you everything you need to become your version of a metahuman. But we're starting off with the youth because that's where the future is anyways, right? Like the youth, man, like if you can get the youth to like, to see and like manifest stuff, to understand that there's energies and frequencies, to understand emotions and how to deal with it, to understand confidence and, and your self-worth. Imagine what the world's going to be like, you know? Yeah, you can heal the older, the oldies like us, the old farts, but like, 
healing is very important too. Nothing isn't, but it's harder. It's longer because we have conditioning, we have experience, we have trauma, we have like things that we need to really fight through. And sometimes it takes years for you to finally break that wall of like of a certain thing that happened to you. But with youth, they're just moldable. Like so we started that we started with youth and then we started pumping out other programs for that like the, we have a graffiti program where you you learn to graffiti and draw but you learn to do like your names and you we you know how do you we do it with like automation affirmations and positive words and then we have another program called uh, uh spoken words and this is where you learn to MC and rap but also you learn how to speak your truth with confidence and you learn how to like write words and how to like like think on your feet really quickly and we're launching soon another class that is uh, grow your own food and eat it and, and cook for the whole school and then another one was a meta entrepreneur so a kid that wants to start his own business or start anything you know so so meta human academy is working it's going on it's doing its thing right and 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 i'm over here kind of like lost and like and, and even though that is all growing because of sav he's the one who's doing all the hard work for meta human academy he's the one who's going on teaching classes i teach class too but after i had my kids i went through this dark phase again another wall you know where i'm just like fighting with society how i should be a mother how i should do this how i should do that how should i dress how like all of that and i was kind of going into that then all of a sudden i took a step back and i'm like wait a second why do i have to dress like that why do i have to talk like that why do i have to do that just because i'm a mom it doesn't mean i lose who i am like like that, that's that's not right so then sav gave me time to, for me to go out and take an improvising class, take a stand-up class. And through that, I started like, again, connecting with myself and finding myself again, finding that light. And then I started meditating more and then doing more affirmation, more manifestation. And, and that's when it clicked. That's when I was like, wait a second. Like, like, especially the whole COVID thing happened and the whole like sad, like the whole, everything on the world just becoming so shitty. I was thinking, I was wearing these shirts that I made out in the street and people would come up to me. It's like, you know, I need that. Oh, people need that. Like you brought the light today. Like today was so gloomy and gray. Oh, I felt so shitty today. But then I saw your shirt and it actually made me feel good. Like I like your shirt. And that when it, that's when it clicked in my head. I'm like, hey, maybe I can open up a shop that sells like tie-dye clothes that is catered to color therapy that helps people feel better. And like, I, I just make sure the piece is like good vibes. Like I sage it, I play frequency music and I'd make sure that that piece is just all good energy for them to just absorb, you know, and, and, and to like uplift them. And, and that's where that was born. And then through that was when MetaHuman website was born, like the podcast, the blogging, and then, and then the Academy added that to the website as well. So then the website actually became like, I guess what I, my brain, it became my brain, like the meta human plan, like not just to help um, kids anymore, not just to make clothes anymore, but also to sell all the products you need just to live a sustainable lifestyle from kitchen, laundry, um, bedroom, your self-care to blogs and podcasts on how to become a better human, a meta human, how to just be happier, how to just get over your fears, how to step about your comfort zone, how to grow, how to just be in the now. And, and here I am, like, just like doing it. I have no idea how I'm doing it, but I'm just doing it. And I think that's just the key to everything. Just jumping, just jump, just do it. Dude, that was, that was epic. I'm, I'm really proud of you for what you and your husband are creating and are gonna 
keep creating for for this world um i can't wait actually i checked my thing i should be getting my metahuman t-shirt tomorrow you should you should yeah you should. very excited mm -hmm. um definitely gonna do a photo shoot and yes, post it please. all over the place yes please uh everybody please make sure to check metahuman.ca like she mentioned there's a podcast there's an academy there's so much stuff that they're working so hard on bringing for you guys uh, I'm so glad and I can't wait to visit Vancouver and be able to help you guys produce and Yay! do some collaborations and just literally make this Our brand team. make this brand something big because it's bringing a lot of value to people and it's just gonna it's gonna change the world and we need more people doing this stuff and like you mentioned this is helping you find your voice to be yourself to speak yes. your truth mm -hmm. yeah and so like one of the things that you need to know if you ever want to find out if it find out something more about yourself it really the secret is that is in your fears so take a look at your fears and what it is and why are you scared of them and then see which fear you can actually face and face them and get over it and 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 once you get over that fear i guarantee you 100 percent on the other side of that fear lays a weapon or some sort of um aha moment for you that leads you to another path for you to find out who you are and, and why you're here and what is your mission here. Like guaranteed, I've taken down like five of my fears and, and, and every one of them, I'm like, to me, visually in my mind, I look like one of those like lol characters with like the big armors and the giant sword and it's flaming and I got like some cool headgear on and like maybe a pet lion, you know, next to me that is magical too. But, uh, but yeah, like elasing your fear. So I highly suggest if you want to play with the universe and test it out, face your fears. Other than that, I, I suggest asking your angels for stuff. Like just ask for something tiny and ask them for a definite sign and like see what, how they get back to you. Oh, I think my girls are up. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we're going to be closing this now just to okay. finish here. Um, yeah, that is very true. That's one of the reasons I kind of wanted to reach out to you and I'm kind of restarting this podcast too, like just manifesting and asking the universe. And the main thing that you mentioned earlier, like taking control, it's about just taking ownership of what you're going to do and that you are the driving force of your own life. You're the director of this movie, that you're the main character and you can cast the people that you want to be and, and the Avenger lineup with you kind of thing. Right. Um, Okay, guys, all I have left to say is thank you so much for watching and listening if you're listening. If you're just listening, make sure you leave a review anywhere where you listen to this. It's available on eight platforms. Uh, you can support the podcast. We're going ad-free for that reason. Make sure you check MetaHuman and you follow Jennifer on all the social media. I'll leave it all in the show notes. Uh, her work on everything she's doing from modeling to just being a mom, an entrepreneur, and driving this world into a better place uh, just make sure you follow and don't miss out on anything that she puts out and that's all i got last words jennifer and thank you so much for being here yes thank you so much yes make sure to follow my new instagram page metahuman.ca because i'm going to be doing a lot of uh, um, sharing just knowledge on there on how to become a metahuman how to be happier um, how color therapy can help you. And also um, I have a movement list on my uh, Facebook uh, group chat. So through the Instagram, you can actually join the movement list and that um, adds you into a group chat. And through the group chat, it's the same thing. You get updates, you get all the knowledge, all the tips and uh, videos that I would be producing soon about everything about this, like just how to be happier, how to be better, how to just be you.
like for once you choose your destiny that's the that's what we always say at meta human is that you choose your destiny you choose to not do it or do it that's your choice but i'm here to tell you it's time to just do it like just take the leap and then let's see what happens i'll see you on the other side <laughs> no no we're all gonna be evenly we're evenly we're here together you know like like i just want you to be on this vibration with me because this vibration here is like sick and you need to be up here it's a party and it's just everything you really want and dream of and and it's possible for anybody so yeah it's time to realize our powers Thank you, you heard so it and you saw it you can see how she glows um <laughs> if you guys are watching on youtube make sure you subscribe like comment and don't forget to stay tuned for everything coming up. Jen, thank you so much, guys. Everyone. Yes, thank you, guys. Seriously, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you for supporting us, most importantly, because unity is everything, all right? So thank you so much for being here and giving us all time. We really appreciate it. And I hope you take something away from this that is beneficial for your own mind or your own lifestyle. And until then, we love you. Thank you. Mwah. Mwah.